I was driving down the road and um, up in the sky, like 40 degrees, 45 degrees in the east, in my hometown, I saw this kind of whitish, silverish, uh, seamless disc that was there. It didn't look like it was far away, just kind of floating over um, over the town. And it was, and I, and I was, I, I squinted to look at it, and I, I could see it for a few seconds. And then it just, whoop, it just kind of blipped out and disappeared. And I was like, what? What was that? <laughs> I was like, I'd never seen anything like that before, and never, I wasn't expecting to. CE5, or Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, is shorthand for the act of humans initiating contact with extraterrestrials, and this can be done through some simple protocols that anyone can do. Those who engage in CE5 are cutting-edge ambassadors, ambassadors to other worlds, ambassadors of a new earth, ambassadors of hope. My name is Andre Cardoso, and this program shares the personal stories of CE5 ambassadors from around the world. This episode is a republishing of an interview that I had with Celia from the YouTube channel called How to See a UFO. She interviewed me a while ago uh, when we were on a CE5 expedition in New Zealand. And we started the interview with a little bit of uh, mentioning about where we were and what it was like and kind of pointing out how it was a little bit different from Australia where I call home. And we are at a CE5 in New Zealand. Uh, against this beautiful backdrop, and we're with a whole bunch of bugs, but there's no snakes or spiders, so that's good. Right. <laughs> okay, so uh, the first question I have for you, Andre, is what would your advice be for people who are just starting out with CE5? Do it. Just do it. I think it's really important to just start experimenting and, and kind of figuring out what works for you, and the quickest way to do that is just to, to start and... Um, get some there's I mean there's educational materials online really the only thing that you really need is is to be awake and um, so you don't need any equipment to, to start with it and I think it's great to do it with people so yeah I would recommend connecting with people online there are CE5 groups popping up all over the place and there are databases online where you can connect with them Awesome. Okay. I'll put some links to those databases in the notes below. Um, so yeah, so like basically your advice is like just get out there and do it. Because there is a lot, some people do get kind of stuck in the research mode. Mm, and right. maybe even in life, I feel like people get into the analysis paralysis thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So that's awesome advice. Yeah. I think that, um, yeah, get like, do, do some research, but, but get like the only way you're going to be able to really feel like you're you know what's going on is experiencing it for yourself and, and having that confirmation. That's what counts and that's what, that's what, um, that's what brings people into this and people get so energized about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. That experience mm. is totally thrilling. Mm. Mm -hmm. First undeniable sighting is just like amazing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, second question is, so what does your average C5 look like? Um, who, who goes? How, what's the agenda? What's the general experience? What's the outcome and all that? Um, so uh, <clears throat> when I've gone out with a group, normally I've connected with people either via the, um, just like via a Facebook group or the, um, I think it's called the CE5 network app that was put up by by CSETI 
and I've connected with a couple of people and we basically just try to coordinate a day that works for everybody um, and hopefully one where the weather so you kind of have to be a little bit flexible with weather and uh, you can do CE5 work indoors um, and I have done that many times when when the weather hasn't been great or too cold or, or that kind of thing but yeah um, once you select a date you gather a group if you're going to be outdoors get some um, some chairs or and really you don't need a chair either you can use a tarp or uh, a blanket um, you can sit on the floor um, we've gone out on the beach and done it before and the basic process is that we kind of come together and do some kind of something to kind of sync the group up we'll have some chit chat and kind of get to know each other and kind of get centered and grounded and then I'll, you know we can uh, I, I would often use a singing bowl or some kind of thing to kind of set the the stage for, for a meditative experience. And ultimately, CE5 is an experience in consciousness, so it's a, it's a it's a real practice in meditation and 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 higher states of consciousness. So um, when we're ready and we've kind of settled into the the land wherever we are, someplace that's kind of far enough out from from town where you're not going to be bothered by other people then we'll go into the meditation. Um, I've, I have some practice, so I'd, I'd like to guide meditation when there's other people around. Basically, we, we go through a process of just going into deep relaxation and then from a meditative, um, from, from kind of a state of higher consciousness, visualize going out from where we are on Earth and do this process called coherent thought sequencing, where you kind of expand outwards in your awareness and consciousness out from the earth out into space beyond our solar system out across the galaxy beyond our galaxy and intend through the expanse of of consciousness the the, the field of consciousness that is the basis for the universe that we live in uh, intend to see or connect with um, some kind of higher life form, whether it be ET um, or, or other kind of being that is willing to come and interact with the group in a way that can be beneficial for us as a group and for, for the, the Earth as a whole at this important time of transition and transformation towards a sustainable and peaceful civilization. So in a nutshell, you, you, you sit, you meditate, you go out, you try to connect with, with these extraterrestrial beings and, and then guide them back in using your thought, kind of zooming back into where you are on Earth and um, inviting them to interact in any way that's appropriate and safe for them at that time and for us at that time. And some amazing things happen. It can be, you know, there can be really subtle things um, and some really mind-blowing things that yeah, that'll knock your socks off. <laughs> yeah. Wow, very well said. So what would be like an average CE5 for you guys? What types of internal and external experiences would you have? So some experiences would be, um, obviously there's the visual component. So people associate extraterrestrials with UFOs and with, with craft that are of unrecognizable origin. And so that's something that we've definitely I've experienced in the field with with different groups in different parts of the world. 
Yeah, so I mean, you might see what looks like a satellite or, you know, just moving across the sky and then it may, might flash a couple of times and then, and then you'll notice it make a right-hand turn, um, and I've, I've, um, which doesn't, <laughs> which would, I mean, the, the, yeah, that's, that's um, very anomalous activity. Um, we've had like kind of emanations of light appearing very close to us in the field, and that's a very common thing for, for CU5 groups to experience. We refer to them as like, like flash bulbs because they kind of look like, a, like the flash of a camera light almost. And they can be different colors and, um, and they can appear very, very small, like little, these little orbs that kind of just like flash and they can be very close to, to us in the group. Um, and that's a sign of, of some kind of intelligence. It could be, you know, it could be a, an ET being or a craft or a whole civilization, kind of their consciousness shining in through that, through that little light. Um, the ETs have very advanced technologies that interact with consciousness and with high, like kind of trans-dimensional technologies. So they can they can do all kinds of things that yeah they appear like magic. That's not it's hard to explain the process unless you've kind of yeah I don't I don't know. It's, I mean we're not we're not ETs, so it's it's all kind of a mystery. But it's a beautiful thing to to experience those things. Another thing that I've experienced. Um, is having the ETs interact with electronic equipment or even just kind of sounds that will kind of come through the group. Um, um, just, just sounds that kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, appear out of nowhere. What would those, what would those sounds sound like? Um, oh, like high-pitched electronic tones is what I've heard. We've also had like sounds of what, what sounds like a voice, but when there's no other people around. And of course, contact can happen in, in, in much more subtle ways, and, and the ETs will only interact with people to the degree that they're comfortable. So if you're frightened or anything, they'll, they'll kind of back off. But um, more subtle ways that contact may happen is kind of different senses of um, feeling or emotion coming through or, or changes in temperature. Sometimes you can have this kind of subtle sense of, of being touched. I've had that once where I was being touched on the back. That was interesting. Wow, cool. um, yeah, so really a whole variety of things can happen. Um, people experience things in consciousness, the, um, you know, different visions or, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, very cool. Cool, okay, so, so now my question three is kind of just about like, so who are you, what's your story, what got you interested, and in your experiences, are there any standout experiences that you want to share? Yeah, okay, well, that's a big question. <laughs> I know, sorry, it's like five questions in one. Yeah, um, well basically, so just as a, as a starter, I hadn't really been interested in the topic of UFOs or extraterrestrials since I was a kid. I was really interested when I was a kid. I would, you know, do drawings and like imagine who would these people be if they were coming to visit us and why would they be here? And um, but then as I kind of got older, I was like, I, I, just, I was like, oh, that's that's an area that's full of I don't know all kinds of stuff I don't want to get into and strange I don't know <laughs> strange characters and yeah. and uh, you know late night. Um, Discovery Channel documentaries <laughs> or whatever. Um, and so I, I hadn't like connected with the subject at all for a long time. And then one night I saw something in the sky that was kind of unexplainable. Um, I later figured out 
that it was some kind of drone that, that was being flown by a military base nearby. But seeing that in the sky kind of um, excited something within me and wanted me to look into the subject. I was mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, what about, I wonder what's going on in the UFO world these days or, yeah. you know, what's, so I, and I was like, oh, I haven't really Googled that before. Um, and so I, so I Googled and stumbled upon the 2001 Disclosure Project press conference that was held at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. I watched that from, and from, from beginning to end and, um, yeah, mind-blowing. Um, totally. So I was like, okay, well, no, I really have to dig into this. So I did a bunch of research and eventually, um, you know, kind of checked all the boxes with where um, Dr. Greer and C. said he was coming from um, and like, and yeah, uh, learned about the whole CE5 initiative and got the book Contact Countdown to Transformation, uh, read stories of people who had been out on these expeditions and having experiences of contact with, with ETs. And um, it really resonated with me. And I was like, okay, this is, it's a really positive way of approaching all of the the, the major problems that are, mm -hmm. that are happening in our world today. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that, that everybody can do. And it just felt so empowering and, and kind of, yeah, it was, there was the, the spiritual component was really important for me. And, uh, and I found out that there was going to be a training that I could go to in the not far future. And so I, I signed up for it immediately and I was like, this is, you know, and I kind of put out the intention, um, and was doing this coherent thought sequencing every night, just kind of asking for some kind of confirmation that this is the direction that I should be going in and that this is not BS and that, you know, you can actually make contact with ETs. Um, cause it seems like something from a, from a, I don't know, from a science fiction, um, story. And yeah, I had, uh, basically before the expedition even started, I had this pretty notable experience. It's the only, daytime experience of I actually I was driving down the road and um up in the sky like 40 degrees 45 degrees in the east in my hometown I was just driving down this this kind of long wide road um and uh, up in the sky I saw this kind of whitish silverish uh seamless disc that was there um mm -hmm. just um it didn't look like it was far away, just kind of floating over, um, over the town. And it was, and I, and I was, I, I squinted to look at it and I, I could see it for a few seconds and then it just, poof, it just kind of blipped out, um, and disappeared. And I was like, what, what was that? <laughs> I was like, I'd never seen anything like that before and never, I wasn't expecting to. I mean, I, cause I mean, I had known that all these CE5 experiences, like, you know, you don't, it's not, it's not often, you know, that you'd see them just appear in a kind of almost physical, um, way like that. Um, so visually, because it's not safe for them to do so <laughs> a lot of the time, but, but yeah, so that happened and I was like, okay, wow, this is, this is great. And, um, and the expedition was great and all kinds of things happened. And from, from then on, I've just been really passionate about, about CE5 and engaging with it as often as I can and mm -hmm. getting other people to, to learn about it and try it and experience it for themselves. Yeah. And you decided to start a podcast too, even. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm working on, um, doing some interviews and getting 
people to share their own stories so that there can be more of a, a voice for this movement, um, which really needs to be global in order to have an effect. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, totally. That's wonderful. That's and so it's great exciting you... what you're doing as well. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Which That's is... so wonderful. You're putting in the initiative and the effort, right? Because it does take a lot of time and planning and so you're just starting it right like you're just kind of putting it together yeah, yeah so right. what would you say is your intention or your goal for it like why what's your why or like your passion for it yeah well the why is to um expand this movement and transform our planet <laughs> into into one that you know um isn't based on secrecy of of this important information that can give our children and grandchildren um a world that has, you know, kind of been the goal of, of civilization up to this point is one of peace and, mm. um, and universal love and one that will eventually allow us to propel up and out to explore the stars and connect with all of our other, you know, our star family and um, we're all children of the universe. Um, <laughs> so, so, I mean, that's the big goal, uh, sharing stories of, about people um, you know, give, giving a platform for that to happen. I think, you know, there's more and more happening in the digital space where people can have a voice that wouldn't have been able to have a voice before. And so, yeah, yeah, it's accessible. It's, it's so exciting. And, um, yeah, and, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. It's such an exciting time in history, hey? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool to be a part of it. Well, thank you so much, Andrea. I so appreciate what you're doing and for you coming on and sharing your story. You're very welcome. Okay. Glad I could be here. Thank you. I was really grateful to have gotten the chance to have that interview with Celia and to be featured on her channel. And I'll include a link to the video version of this interview in the show notes of this podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you get the chance to go out and do some CE5 yourself soon to help get you started. You'll find a free guide to the basics of CE5 at ce5podcast.com. Dr. Stephen Greer also has lots of great resources for you, including the new CE5 contact app, which is like having a CE5 training course and guide right in your pocket. For that and more of the most definitive information out there on the subjects of CE5, disclosure, and new energy, go to SeriousDisclosure.com. That's S-I-R-I-U-S Disclosure.com. You can also find the groundbreaking film Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind on most online streaming platforms, and I'll include a link for how to find that film in the show notes. It means the world to me when listeners like you take the time to review the show on your podcast player. To do this and to find other ways of supporting me in creating this show, go to ce5podcast.com slash team. I'm Andre Cardoso. Thank you for listening to the CE5 Podcast. Peace and love. <laughs>